Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You know, obviously, it's the closest in age I've ever been to a head coach. Um, you know, I think just getting to know him and him getting to know me, we got comfortable with each other very quickly. I've, I've enjoyed working with him. It's been a, it's been a blast. You know, obviously, he demands that a lot, of, a lot out of me, and, and likewise, you know, the other way. So, it's, uh, it's been fun to push each other um, and try to, uh, try to get the best out of each other week in and week out. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. Have you seen the the latest trend going on in Detroit right now in terms of T-shirts? One of one of their big like T-shirt manufacturers for like um you know Detroit Lions, <laughs> they made a new one now where it's the Lions logo, but it's got a Rams head, and it said, "Let's go Detroit Rams," and I might have to pick one up because it's it's cool. If the Rams win, Detroit wins, right? Oh, without a doubt, Casey. It's like a and St. Louis, I get everybody wins. I mean, I guess St. Louis as well. Yeah, it's a good call. I didn't think about even St. Louis. But do you think St. Louis is kind of bitter, though, that they left? Yeah, but if their team wins, they're going to be like, wait a minute, the Rams are champs. They're not going to say which Rams. They're not say yeah, the Los yeah, Rams. yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I'm sure they're still going to cheer along. But, no, I mean, you know, having brief interactions with Matthew Stafford when I was in Detroit, just a salt-of-the-earth type of dude. Um, obviously a guy who I think was vastly underappreciated in the NFL for a long time just because, you know, you played for the Detroit Lions. And, and you, he had a couple of playoff appearances, but, you know, couldn't really make that deep run just because maybe you'd have the best environment to facilitate that. And it's cool when, you know, you're on the back nine of your career, obviously, and you can go just in one year and go to the Super Bowl, man. That's... um. That's the cool thing about football, I think, is that if you pay your dues and you play at a high level, then you have the opportunity. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be 100%, but you have an opportunity um, to make things right, maybe get traded, maybe sign a free agent deal and go to a, a competitive team. Or you can be like Tom Brady, absolutely dominate, and then go to a new team and dominate as well. But in terms of storylines, the Stafford one is up there. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow is another big storyline that we're going to be following. I mean, <sighs> literally America's me, team against America's quarterback. Let, Casey, let, let me ask you this. Who needs the Super Bowl more right now in their career? Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow? Now, I preface this by saying this. Obviously, the, the, the obvious answer could be Matthew Stafford. But the guy's got a Hall of Fame career, I believe, already. I mean, I'm not sure, like, where the stats are, where the yardage is, everything like that. But, like, I bet he's up there. So, like, he's already built a legacy regardless of the Super Bowl victory. Who needs it more? Yeah, you're not going to – I'm not playing along very well here. But I will say Matthew Stafford because the Rams have to win with what they did to get him. Sure. And if you make it this far, which is an accomplishment, but not when you've built the team the Rams have. So I think what if they don't win, what will be used against them is you lost to the Bengals, who won four games the year before. Yeah. In the, you know what I mean? No, that's... I, like, mean, I think they'll hold the loss against them in the Super Bowl pretty badly. It's a great call because we don't know what the Rams are going to be like here in the next three or four or five years. They're in win-now mode. And you're absolutely right. I, I think, like, okay, you got to the Super Bowl... And that's great. You know, I mean, that's that shows what you're doing right now in terms of sacrificing all your first-round picks. It's working. But when the dust settles and the smoke clears, if you're not hoisting that Lombardi, 
then what was it all for? You know, I mean, you can be the Jacksonville Jaguars here back in 2017 and, you know, and be minutes away from going to a Super Bowl, but people forget about that already. You know, like that, it was a flash in the pan. It is what it is, but history will quickly write you off as years go by. Now, getting to a Super Bowl is different, obviously, but being on the losing side of that Super Bowl, history could probably forget about you as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I was honestly thinking Burrow just because there is so much hype around this guy, and I think that it shows if you have the right quarterback, you have the right coach, you have the right system in place, anything is possible in, in one or two years. But now you kind of talked me into it. Yeah, I think the Rams do have to win this. Yeah, I, I mean, that's how I feel. But at the same time, to your point that you originally thought you were going to make. Yeah. <laughs> when, when it's like like Big Ben, for example, mm-hmm. he only he won two, right? Yes. If you're Joe Burrow, if you want to play that side, there's no guarantee. I mean, he's great, and we get that, and they look like they're going to be really good. There's no guarantee they ever go back. It's a good point, too. This might be his only shot. It's a good point, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, one would assume with their salary cap, with everything that's transpired, that they're only going to get better. Like, Joe Burrow, I think, is only going to get better. Jamar Chase is only going to get better, which is kind of hard to believe because, you know, his, his rookie year, you're already putting him up there as, as a top probably eight, maybe even, I don't want to say maybe top five, but maybe a top five wide receiver. That says something. But you're right, Casey. You know, you're absolutely right. Where I see a team like the Green Bay Packers, who arguably for a long time had the best, if not the second best, next to Tom Brady quarterback in the league. That would have been a better example than Big Ben. But no, but, but, but it's, it's in the same realm. But what do they have to show for it? They have one Super Bowl victory. They have one Super Bowl appearance, and that's it. So I think it's a great comparison where we just assume that the Bengals going forward now are going to be at the top of the division of making noise in the playoffs of maybe getting a string of Super Bowl runs together, just like we kind of assume with Kansas City. But history shows us. It doesn't always. got to stop having the, the New England Patriots here in mind and saying that's going to happen again. I don't think it happens again, even with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I don't think what the Patriots and Tom Brady were able to replicate will ever happen again. I, I think that story has wrote itself and it's gone. So, yeah, it's, it's a great call where you can say, well, can Joe Burrow get back here once again? But to your point, it will be tougher for Joe Burrow to get back because he's going to have to continuously beat Mahomes. Correct. And they, everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to lower our expectation a little bit too, right? Like, I mean, what is relative to the Patriots, right, to where we think? Like, I think this four-year run of Kansas City, if they got one more Super Bowl, that would be relative enough. You lose a couple times the AFC Championship game or you go to three Super Bowls and you win two, mm-hmm. however that would have manifested itself. I think... To me, like, that's that's more the me- – the measuring stick is more the Dallas Cowboys, right? When they – what did they do? Three out of four, I think it was, in the, yeah. in the 90s. Uh, it's it's like the San Francisco 49ers in that stretch. You know, those kind of teams where you can get a few in a four- to five-year stretch, that's really where our minds need to go back to instead of the Patriots. Yeah. But you do bring up a good point. Are the Bengals here to stay? Um, and they play in a very difficult division. But they do have the best quarterback right now in the division, or at least playing the best football. I mean, we'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson. Baker Mayfield has a lot to prove. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, well, they're looking for a quarterback. So yeah. that will certainly help. Yeah. Do you, so what is the answer there, though? Do you think they – I mean, not to say, again, the Patriots, but could they go on a – are they going to be a perennial playoff team? Let's just begin there. I, well, I mean, I think even a, a perennial division winner year in and year out because, you know, you still have the Baltimore Ravens. 
Um, we'll see what happens with the Cleveland Browns. So it's going to be competitive. But, yeah, I mean, I, I guess in Burrow I trust. Um, in the youth I trust. And in the coaches right now I do trust. So I think, yeah, you're going to see the Cincinnati Bengals for the next couple of years in the playoffs. Now, whether they can make a run or not, I mean, I think Mahomes is still going to be there. Um, depending what happens in Tennessee, can they get uh, a high-profile pro- high quarterback? I don't know. But it's going to be a tough road. But, yeah, I think they're going to be up to the challenge. Yeah, I, I think they, they obviously have some dynamic guys that can be – that trio is going to be together for a while with Higgins, Chase, and, and Burrow, you yeah. know, at the very least. They, they could do so much better on their offensive line, which is the crazy part. Like, they could actually get better on their offensive line. And I think they actually could get even more dynamic on their defense yeah. with, with some playmakers. be interesting to see how they choose to spend their money uh, potentially to, to, to do that. And now Burrow comes with a diff- – this isn't sneaking up on you. You know, he could sneak up on people a little bit this year. Yeah. Like the Baltimore Ravens, it felt like he snuck up on them. It's like, yeah, whatever, you guys are Cincinnati. You're not beating us. And then, boom, goes throws for like eight touchdowns and 800 yards against him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think, uh, I think that's something to keep an eye on is how does the league react to Burrow and the Bengals, and can they counterpunch? Because the Chiefs have proven to be able to counterpunch. The Patriots did that for a long time. Yeah. That will be fun to watch. Well, was it? We got Clay Harbor calling right now. We do. Why? Okay. What you got? Well, because we haven't done slam poetry yet, but we're gonna wait till after he's done. Oh, you didn't do it? No, we had. Maybe uh, he'll stay we, on for it. No, we're all, we're all good, man. Oh. Maybe we should have stayed on for the envelope opening. We're all good, man. Just, well, just, let's hope slam poetry is better than that. Ah. D- mm. We'll see. We'll see. Eesh. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's get to it right now. How about Clay Harbor? Uh, former Jacksonville Jaguars tight end, former Philadelphia Eagles tight end, played for Doug Peterson, by the way, when Doug was an assistant coach, not the head coach. He joins us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, Brent Martin, former Jags player Austin Lane. And before we get to Doug Clay, it's great to talk to you, man. And uh, I'm thinking in my mind, who has had their shirt off in public more since their football days have been over, you or Austin Lane? <laughs> I would like to say Austin has, but um, I'd probably be lying. I, I rarely wear a shirt. But Austin does live in, live in Jacksonville. I live in Chicago. He might have me be, but that'd be the only reason. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. I'm not I can in see, that mix. Yeah, I, I can see that it is Jacksonville. It's toasty around here. Uh, hey, give it to us, Clay. You know, I, I I saw you tweet, and I was like, you know what? You you played for him. Obviously, good Jacksonville connection. I, I know you'd love to see the Jags do better than they've done. Uh, tell us a little bit about Doug and your experience, even though it was years ago. Yeah, it was years ago, but, um, you know, Doug's, Doug's a great guy. Um, when I got drafted to the Eagles back in the 2010 draft, um, Doug was quarterback coach there, and one of the first coaches I met, I just remember him being, um, you know, really nice guy. He's a player's coach. The guys, the guys like talking to him. Down-to-earth guy. He's talking to the guy in the practice squad. He's talking to the guy that's the, uh, the 10-year vet. One thing I, I noticed about Doug fairly early is he was a um, he was a paid a lot of attention to detail right he's a former quarterback you'd see him working a lot on the mechanics with the quarterbacks at that point Kafka had just got drafted to the Eagles you know we had um, Michael Vick there we had Kevin Cobb we had um, and, you know Nick Foles came later but he's always working on fundamentals he's working on hips he's working on pointing your shoulders he's working on 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 where to point your eyes. And the reason he's doing all that is because he played quarterback. And uh, Austin can attest to this. It's easier to relate and um, to form a relationship, a bond with a guy that you know has played the game, that's been through the same stuff you have. 
And I think that's great, and that's, the, that's what the Jaguars needed is a, is a guy that coached quarterback, played quarterback, offensive coordinator, just an offensive guy. Because I'm, I'm sure that their, their biggest priority this offseason is progressing Trevor Lawrence because, um, you know, they want him to be the guy, the franchise quarterback, number one overall pick. So I'm, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm a Jags fan. I always follow the Jags. You know, it hasn't been great lately, but I'm excited about Doug. I think he can um, help turn around this organization. Clay, when we talk about, you know, Doug Peterson and the kind of scheme that he likes to run, some of his principles, some of his philosophies, what are we talking about here on offense? Yes, he's the, uh, he's the same. He comes from the Andy Reid, Mike Shanahan, the old West Coast offense, um, Marty Morningwig, you know, the old school Kansas City Chiefs guy. He learned under Andy Reid. He played with the Mike Holmgren, the Packers. This guy's in the West Coast offense. They like to throw the ball. Think of what Kansas City does, you know, Andy Reid, what he, what he did in Philly a little bit with, with Carson Wentz when Carson Wentz was a, um, was a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. They like to throw the ball, but they also, they also run the ball as well. But it's the short, quick pass a game, take a shot here, take a shot there. And um, I love that offense. You know, he, he's going to get the tight end the ball. He also needs a couple good threats outside. I, I would expect them to go after a, a wide receiver and maybe even a tight end in this draft. And, um, you know, that's the style of, of coach and offense they run. And, you know, I think he's a uh, he's perfect guy for that and as well as, you know, the, the fundamentals and teaching the quarterback position. Former Jags tight end, former Philadelphia Eagles tight end, Clay Harbor with us, uh, and good to catch up with Clay here on ESPN 690. Let me stay on the tight end part of that because obviously your position, but if you think of the Philadelphia Eagles under Peterson, and uh, obviously you were there when he was an assistant, so the mm-hmm. tight end in the Eagles offense – like, we know it. We love it. We yeah. wish we had it. Like, the Jags' tight end room has not been productive for a while. They do have Dan Arnold now, and now you start to wonder with all this. We went over the free agents earlier this week, Austin. Mm-hmm. I mean, can he revamp the tight end room and really, really turn it up a notch? Well, and keep right. in mind, too, he's a big proponent, I'm sure, of Travis Kelsey because he was there for Travis Kelsey's rookie True. year as well as an offensive coordinator in Kansas City. So, Clay, take us inside that room and that offense, and why does it highlight the tight end so well? Absolutely. Uh, back in my playing days, you know, we had Brent Selleck, and then, um, you know, they went to Zach Ertz, and then, um, you know, he went to Travis Kelsey. They, they've always had a, a good tight end in a lot of his uh, playing days when, you know, Phillies with Zach Ertz and, and um, you know, Goddard there at, at the end there. But uh, you need a big tight end because they, like they like to stretch the seams. You know, you can't just rely on a guy outside. You need a guy that can run down the seams, stretch the seam. You know, the safety can't cheat to one side or the other. That's why Kelsey was so effective. Ertz was so effective. A guy that can run routes, catch the ball. I think Doug will bring a sense of improvement to the tight end room as, as coaching-wise, but I think he might even, you know, bring another guy in there, you know, another big target that can, that can, that can stretch the scene, catch the ball in the middle, and, and you got to have a guy that can block too because they run the ball, and a lot of it's predicated on play action and the early downs, you know, play action, hit the seam with the tight end, you know, play action, hit a deep over, deep cross with the tight end. You know the, the the wide receiver on a deep post over the top. So if if you can't do both, you're going to have to block and you're going to have to catch balls in this offense with the tight end. So I think some of these guys got the work cut out for them. But I think it's a great opportunity for a guy like Arnold because you know he's going to get the opportunity to catch some balls. You know, Clay uh, Harbor with us. Uh... Now, did he give you like ice cream even as an assistant, or did that just happen <laughs> like when he became a head coach? Oh, the, the ice cream. Yeah, no, as an assistant, Andy Reid's deal was he always gave us cheeseburgers. We go to a town, he said, we want to check out these cheeseburgers. So I think Doug's was a little bit different. 
with the uh, with the ice cream, but yeah, yeah. You verified your story, so Austin. I, I wasn't lying, man. I told you because <laughs> I was in Kansas City a little bit as well. Do, do, you, do you think does, does Peterson does Peterson do the fast food Fridays like uh like, or fried food Fridays as Andy Reid does or not? Andy loves his food. I don't yeah. know if Peterson does it as a head guy. I know back under Andy. They do a lot of the same things. You know, yeah. the guy that you coach under, the guy that you're, you're, you know, your tutor, your mentor, you know, they take things they take things from you. And I think that's one of the things that Doug has taken, but maybe switched up a little bit with the ice cream, with, you know, a different type of snack because, uh, you know, Coach Reed was the fried food, was the, was the burgers, and um, he'll like to stay along the same lines and do the same type of thing, the, you know, the same general outline of, of how they coach and, and how they work their team. Clay Harbor uh, had a nice career out of Missouri State, fourth-round pick, played in the league for nine years with the Eagles, the Jags, the Patriots, the Lions, the Saints. And I, I want to ask you about that because from the outside looking in, uh, you've been in different spots. You've been in the Detroits and the Jacksonvilles. You've been in the New Englands and, and some success in Philly, and you see what happens in the Saints organization too. Yeah. Uh, how It's not just Doug Peterson, man. Like, we know that. Like, we know the Jags need to make more good decisions than just Doug Peterson. They need to make good free agency picks, draft picks. They need to get the structure right. Is, is it obvious the Jags don't have it set up right to a guy that's been in the organization and now sees it from the outside? You know, what I noticed when I left Jacksonville is, uh, is the accountability difference. Um, and looking back, I, uh, you know, I, when I left Jacksonville back in 2016 to sign with the Patriots, I honestly, looking back, it was, I don't, I don't say I regret things, but looking back, I think I should have stayed in Jacksonville. I had the same contract offer with the Jags, the Patriots, the Buccaneers, a couple teams. And I ended up leaving Jacksonville to go to New England because I thought that, you know, um, it'd be a good opportunity to play and maybe get a, a championship ring. And looking back at it, you know, I got had a couple injuries in New England, couldn't couldn't last, you know, a couple injuries, played half the season, got released, ended up getting picked up by the Lions. But what I did notice going from, you know, a Gus Bradley Jacksonville Jaguar team to a Bill Belichick Patriot team was the difference in accountability. It was fun playing in Jacksonville. You know, uh, I love Gus. He was more of a positive reinforcement guy. You know, um, everybody, you know, strive for victory, play your best. You know, there's no negativity. But for a young team, that's tough sometimes because the accountability slips. He's given a lot of these guys, you know, the accountability on their own to do the do what's right. And the one thing I noticed was the the details and the accountability. And I think with a veteran coach, you know, a guy that's been around the league like like Doug, I think he's going to bring that sense of you know I've been here, I've done this, I know what it takes to be successful. I've been successful. I've won a Super Bowl. And I think he can bring that to Jacksonville. At least that's what I hope he can do. And and obviously his his pass in a quarterback position he can bring around Trevor but uh, you know Doug has been in different organization and has seen different things so I'm, I'm hoping he brings that accountability to Jacksonville. Clay my co-host Brent here mentioned you know Missouri State let's go back to 2009 Uh-oh. Murray State Missouri State now let's not talk about the score all right no one's worried about that but it's an OVC matchup but, uh, no no it's not an OVC matchup let's go back to 2009 let's go back to Springfield Missouri 97 from Murray State might have had three sacks that game were, were you worried about chipping did you go to your coach and say can we chip number 97 or were you just I'm, I'm here to catch balls and not block I mean, honestly, in college, I was there to catch balls. I mean, I don't know if I'm mistaken, but, you know, what really matters is who won. And I'm pretty sure the Bears won that matchup. And, well, um, well, Clay, I can't play offense, too, man. I can only do so much, dude. But, no, you guys spanked us, by the way. 
35 to 10. 35 to 10, but you had three yeah. sacks in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clay, that's a... Three sacks? I don't remember that. I need to go check the stats there, the stat book, but I was a receiving tight end as often. Not, I could run block, but back in the day, I wasn't much of a, uh, a pass blocker. They wanted me out on the routes, as Austin probably knows. But, oh, yeah. But no, Austin was, a, uh, Austin was a force, man. We had the game plan for him. You know, dude, six foot six, you know, big jack guy, and... Yeah, we had some good tackles, and, you know, Austin definitely got the better of them. So that was, that was impressive. Clay, this is where I run out of the room after I say this, but that that day equaled his NFL total. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh, All right, guys. You hey, have a great weekend. I got, the, I got the bat on my side of the day. Yo, you have a great weekend. Well, I'm out. Yeah, I feel like Austin knows a couple of MMA moves over there, so I'd be careful. <laughs> I don't think he even needs those moves with me, man. Uh, Clay Harper with us. Hey, I can't let you go until I, I tell you this part of the story because yeah. Casey is our producer, right? He's 24, I think. And so I said, hey, Clay Harper's coming on. Yeah. All right? And yeah. uh, Casey does a great job. He calls you. He makes the graphic. It's up there on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Clay Arbor's on the phone. And he's, he writes back and he texts. He's like, is that the Bachelor guy? <laughs> well, I knew it was coming. I'm like, so I knew it was coming. I, like, you're, you're like 10 years older than Casey, and you're known as the Bachelor guy instead of the guy <laughs> that played in the NFL for nine years. Um, is that okay? Yeah, Do you like that? I, I do not like that. Honestly, it's crazy. Nobody even knows. Like, I, I spend my whole career as this football player, and then I go on one reality TV show, man, and that's all I'm known as. I'm the guy, you know, I'm the guy from from that show. I, I'm not even going to mention it. But um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty funny, though. It was a good experience. Obviously, I didn't win, but uh, it was cool. It was a cool experience. A lot of similarities between um, football and the bachelor. You know, you're out there, you're competing. <laughs> You, know, you got a bunch of guys out there competing against each other, so it was fun and um, it was a cool experience. Let me know, Austin, if you want me to uh, put in a call for you, maybe to uh, get on the show, man. Well, Clay, I think my wife would have words with you if that was the case, so let's not get me in trouble. But... Yeah, I guess I should have asked your relationship status first. Oh, no, it's all good. That's drama. That's drama. ABC loves the drama. Yeah, so that's no, for the sure. Big thing right there. Well, in that case, I mean, if it boosts the Twitter follower, no, I'm uh, yeah. all good, man. Maybe I'll the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cody would understand. Now we're talking. Yeah. Uh, hey, Clay, do, give everybody an update. What are you up to now? And you're in Chicago? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm living in Chicago. I'm a, a certified personal trainer. I do some training. I just came out with a uh, workout program. I run an outdoor fitness class. This is in the months that, uh, that allow it in Chicago. It's called Fitness at the Park. And um, I do some keynote speaking, some motivational speaking, kind of telling my story from, um, you know, coming from poverty, uh, you know, single mother upbringing to reaching the NFL and just being successful, graduating college, all that good stuff. And, you know, motivating um, a lot of universities, high schools, kids, even some, uh, some small businesses and corporations. Hey, check it out, ClayHarborOnline.com. Clay, a lot of fun, man. Let's not wait until the Jags like hire a guy that you played for to catch up again. Absolutely, guys. My phone line's open. Shoot me a text. You ever want to talk Jags? You know, I love Jacksonville. I, I definitely want to get out there soon. But if you guys ever want to talk Jags, hit me up. I'll be happy to get in line. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thanks, Clay. it. Appreciate you, man. Nice talking to you guys. All right, that's Clay Harbor, former Jags tight end, former Eagles tight end, played for Doug Peterson. Really good insight yeah. on Doug and, and the tight end room. Now, keep an eye on that here in Jacksonville. That could be a really big thing because you think tight ends and you think Baltimore. And I think you kind of do think the Eagles. You do. Right? No, this is true. And you right. see Zach Ertz is still doing the dang thing in Arizona. Yeah. So he's still got a lot left in the tank. Good stuff. Uh, let's take a break. We come back. We have NBA Slam Poetry. We still have to open up uh, some football cards to end uh, the week with a bang. <laughs> 
uh, and the latest on. I do have a, I, I have one similarity with the last few hires for Shad Khan. I want to ask you about. Uh, it's not a long discussion, but I find it interesting. And do you think he's looking for this quality? in the people that he's hiring. I'll share it with you when we come back as well. NBA Slam Poetry, and uh, we open some football cards to end a week. Hope you're doing well, everybody. Doug Peterson, the new coach here in Jacksonville. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. to find the words for it, um, but just grateful. I'm grateful. I'm humbled. Um, obviously, it's been a long journey to get here individually, but um, just proud of the way this team has competed this year. Really quickly, your teammates, how, how was it? How did they celebrate with you? And even Damar, I mean, come on, it's, it's a fairy tale. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just a testament to the relationships that I've built over the years and staying true to myself and, you know, trying to pour into other guys and, um, you know, I guess they were happy for me, so it's, uh, I'm not never really excited, so that was a cool moment. I didn't listen to a lot of it early on. I missed, I think, the part I needed to hear. So I was getting was my notes ready. Was that from the uh, skills competition last night? Or is that an NBA thing? That's an NBA that thing. That was an okay. NBA thing. I figured because we have NBA slam poetry. Yeah, we do. It's been a long 24 hours. I could have guessed that. So yeah, who was you, the player? Nobody's mad at you, Brent. I, I didn't really hear a lot of it either. Sorry, I was trying to get my email ready for my slam poetry. <laughs> You're getting ready. I'm getting ready. All, yeah. right. All right. Who good. was it? Um, Casey. Sorry, Casey. Uh, Fred Van Fleet. I'm not ah. exactly sure what he did, but I saw the sound that said Fred Van Fleet. He's I going, said, to, he's going to All-Star game. I'll tell you that much. How's he, is he still that's good? It. Yeah. Fred Van, yeah, he's he's taking another level now since good. they kind of need a guy he's to He's really up. good during that run. And he then, like, I, I, these guys, like, you just don't hear about. Undrafted, right? From a great story. Virginia Common? Wow. No, no, VCU no, no. VCU. Yeah, VCU. Yeah. Virginia Is that the Commonwealth? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think worked so. there. I have no idea. Don't but quote I, me. I will tell you that I made a boatload of money. When I first got into uh, sports betting, because I bet Toronto to win that finals, and then I bet them to win like in each game. So I missed like three of them, but they won four two. So that one hit. Oh, plus dang. they won. Yeah. So I ended up making a lot of money. And I was gonna say just to win the finals that year for Toronto must have been pretty plus pretty. Oh good, yeah, right? it was. I bet it was. Yeah, I remember being uh, Eastern Conference Finals at Las Vegas, watching AW the very first pay per view ever, and then I'm watching the Bucks Raptors. I think it was Game Six, Game Five, whatever it was on my phone, and I watched the Milwaukee Bucks bite the bullet there. It's NBA Slam poetry yeah, time. We have to get it in. Got to get it in. Uh, I have. I, I asked this question. Is there a Doug Peterson mention? I guess you'll find out. Is there an envelope mention? I guess you'll find out. Is there a Trent Baalke mention? Hey, even even if I told you the truth, I'd still lie to you, huh? Because <laughs> that's what we do on the show now. No, just once. So, just once. Okay. It was just one lie. You were, we are allowed one lie. <sighs> okay. As a fifth. What are, what, what are we on now? Is this Slam Poetry Volume 5? Five. Is this, this my fifth uh, Slam piece? The lights. I'm, Man, I'm glad, what, by the way, I the thought you guys were doing this an hour ago. I'm glad you waited for that one. I haven't worn my tie. Oh, they, well, yeah, but you're a little, little casual. Well, Q, 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 yeah, loosen I up a little bit. Yeah, loosen there up. There we go. More. Roll up those sleeves. You've got some sleeves. Nah, I don't bro. feel like doing that. Man, right. I wish I had a turtle. You don't roll up the sleeves at all? I usually do. Okay, I was going to say. But got to. All right. Got to make sure this thing's in tune. <clears throat> Me too. Got to prep for character. You guys good? Guys good with the mmms and the. Oh, we got, we got Captain Rick on. You want to do Captain Rick real quick and then we'll get back nah, to the Captain Rick, listen to this. All right, here we go. Well, Casey's on the phone, though. Well, he'll no, listen need, to okay, it. all right. Is it. Yeah. All right, all right. Ready to go? All right. Chris Paul, player of the week, like a good neighbor. Cue the jingle. Pour out a Foster's torn ACL. Jazz in trouble. Hey, get better, Joe Ingles. Mm. Mm. ACL. Durant out. 
Harden out. Kyrie Irving still not vaxxed. J.R. Smith said he'll come back in the right situation. Oh, I'm sorry. Did anybody ask? <laughs> did you? Did you ask? I, I sure, sure did. Not. Yeah. I thought, I thought you were on the golf course. Braun is out. Lakers have no king, but Westbrook is wearing the crown. Call it the departed part two. Shipping from Boston. Trade rumors for Jalen Brown. Mm. Mm. You like this one, Brent. Suns are white, hot, calm, and odyssey putter. They are on a roll. Fourth place in the East. Darius Garland is playing like butter. Mm. Odyssey putter. Nice Man, bench. white hot drop. I had to Google that a little white bit. White hot, too. Yeah, you like that? You see? <laughs> hey, there's layers to this, Brent. Very good. Dunk contest is going to go crazy. More wild than the last Avengers scene. Going to be showcased by three bench players in Orlando Magic's Jalen Green. Nobody asked for it. John Morant, get in there. Please help us out. Speaking of John Morant, John Beal. John Real. Guy can rebuild the team. Put that guy in teal. Shooting the tray. Might as well call him Lance. Go against him if you want, but it's like O'Connell and the Jaguars. Because at the end of the day, there is no chance. Yeah, no chance of getting O'Connell. Sorry. Yep. Oh, I'm on fire now. If this was college slam poetry, I'd be busting brackets. Always bringing the good, bringing the fire. Not disappointing like an envelope with Nathaniel Hackett. That's a, oh, I took the stick. That's a Bible alert. That's a Bible alert, and the stick went flying. I just broke the stick. He broke the bongo. Oh, man, too many vibes, too many vibes. Reel it back in, reel it back in. All right, all right, all right. Raptors clawing far from extinct with Gary Trent. Dude might be a bigger secret than No Country for Old Men. Have you seen that one, Brent? Mm. Oh, that's another five All right, we got two more. Bear with me. Remember that time when you hyped Zion? Wait, I'm sorry. We got to redo it. Okay. Remember that time when I hyped Zion? When you and Kuz hyped up Lamelo Ball, living that dream? Mm. Well, unlike Zion, Lamelo's playing, and guess what? He's not on an All-Star team. Mm. Mm. Back mm. the wrong horse on that one. Mm. Somebody. He's playing. <laughs> That's a good point. And he's not 300 pounds either. Somebody better check the Knicks. They fall and got pulled by a rug. Someone still needs to check on the Jags, but hey, at least we got a head coach. Welcome to Jacksonville, Doug. And that's been Slam Poetry, Volume 5. Wow, that is good stuff today. Hey. Heart rate's at an all-time high. <laughs> and I broke my stick. I, I broke the bongo. I broke the bongo. And I find out that I have tears in my eyes every time this segment runs now. <laughs> I'm good. laughing so much. Good, bud. Uh, that is good stuff once again. And, and I appreciate mm -hmm. your late ads. Oh, yeah, you like that, huh? The hack it from the envelope? Yeah. And, and the Doug. Like, yeah. that's really good. Well, here you are conducting interviews, and here I am just trying to... What rhymes with... <laughs> what, what rhymes with uh, envelope? Rug. What can I... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes with hack it? Okay. Do we have Captain Rick on? He heard all that? Oh, he's going to have to judge it. Captain Rick, we're going to make you do that now for the fishing report <laughs> each and every day. <laughs> you need to be, be careful what you wish for, my boy. <laughs> but listen... I'll be in that studio in the morning. Austin, would you leave that espresso machine plugged in, please? <laughs> you got it, man, without a doubt. I'm going to stick my head under there and get, a, get an IV just like you do. You better believe that it. That was a great segment. Now, I'm not kidding you. Better than our fishing was, actually. We had some pretty good fishing today. The Yellow Mouth Trout are very glad to see uh, Doug Peterson come to town. They put on quite a show today and bit well, but, boy, the redfish really did not. And, of course, it was too rough to get offshore. It's going to continue to be too rough to get offshore as our next cold front 
comes through on the weekend, messes everything up. I think it'll be the middle of next week before our guys that are chasing Tuna and Wahoo will be back out. So looks to me like about Wednesday, Thursday, that may happen. But there's one thing you can count on at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. We'll bring you two hours of Austin-type insane <laughs> asylum <laughs> on the Florida Sports Magazine show. And we'll be back Monday with another fishing report brought to you by CSS Landscaping and Workman Quick Fix Plumbing. Thank you, boys. Thanks, guys. Thank Rick. Appreciate it. We'll uh, listen in the morning, 7 a.m. Hey, Jeff Bezos, what kind of operation are running on Amazon? <laughs> hey, the good thing about Amazon, I'm probably send that back and they'll send you a new one. Yeah, just a new In like an hour. All right, cool. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> They're probably outside waiting. They probably watched this whole thing. They're probably waiting outside. As we head to break. Yeah. Do you think ShotCon is looking on a resume for championship pedigree? Coughlin, Urban, and now Peterson. Is it coincidental? Hmm. And I know, obviously, Urban didn't win at the NFL level, but it's three national titles, Super Bowl rings, two for Coughlin, and one for Peterson. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's part of his process now? I mean, is that a way to identify? Like, he wants a winner. He wants a guy that's been there before? Yeah, I think in terms of, of building that, that championship team, the more of those guys you can bring in, the better. Now, they haven't paid dividends necessarily. I mean, oh, the, the, the Coughlin one did. You know, you got to the AFC championship, True. but then it all fell apart. But you get the sense with this hiring, at least with Doug Peterson, he can relate to the players. He has won a Super Bowl. And, you know, he's only been out of the game for a little bit. So all those things trend in the right direction. Yeah, I just found it interesting. I, I didn't think about it until, I don't know, whatever. Maybe it was early this morning. But I was like, wow, that's pretty wild. Coughlin, I know he wasn't the coach. Yeah. But still, get him in the building. And, and you know this, right? Especially the ring. Mm -hmm. Players, coaches, equipment managers. You got that Super Bowl ring. It really resonates inside a building. Yeah. And so, Shad... I think covets that. Yep. I, I think that's the one constant we've had. He's tried all these different things, but the one constant the last three times around is, hey, get me a guy that knows how to win it all. No, I, I remember when we had Aaron Ross uh, in the Jaguars because he won a Super Bowl ring, and we know how that panned out. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work out. And we know how that but, panned out. Uh, maybe that's because the Olympics <laughs> and the gold medalist. That's a nice segue. <laughs> At least we got that. We, we did have that. We did have that. <laughs> that was a fun moment. Oh, no, for sure. That was great. Hey, we'll be back. We opened some cars. And by the way, the Olympics? Like, they're actually happening? Maybe a prop better, too, on the Olympics. How about that? We'll come back uh, and ESPN 690 wrap up a crazy week here in Jacksonville. I love it if you want to know the truth. And I don't even know Brian Flores or all the details in the situation. But if you feel slighted and, you, you know, you obviously have seen what happens in the NFL where the NFL what has, has given incentives to hire a black coach, you know, they're, they're giving draft picks, they're giving all these incentives to hire a GM. That, that's how you know there's probably already a start of a problem, right? If you have to incentivize something, it's something that doesn't happen a lot. For Brian Flores to bring that out and to have the courage to stand on it, knowing that good and well, you know, as he said, he may be blackballed from this, I mean, that's, it takes courage. It takes everything. And I, I hope he's not. I hope he gets a chance, however the case may unfold. Uh, the Brian Flores story, a big one this week. All across the NFL, Dan Snyder continues to be a big story as well. Things don't go away in Washington now. The yeah. NFL and Roger Goodell, listen, we can argue about how much money Roger Goodell makes this week. He's earning at least some of it <laughs> because he's got a lot going on now, yeah. and he's got to answer the bell. He's better say the right things. He better do the right things. Um, and uh, it's kind of a mess for as big a product and good a product, and the playoffs have been, and the football on the field stuff is. 
it's a mess right now off the field in the NFL. They've got some big issues they got to clean up. Yeah, I mean, on the grand scheme of things, without over-exaggerating too much, this is bigger than sports, you know? Yeah. And, and, and we're going to see how everything plays out, um, you know, who's telling the truth, who may be fabricating things, but... At the end of the day, I think, you know, when if the truth does come out and the world's watching, it's going to be bigger than sports. So, yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to be Roger Goodell right now, let's just say. Well, we uh, just got an email that uh, Doug Peterson will be introduced tomorrow at the stadium at noon, okay. along with Shad Khan and along with, as it reads, general manager Trent Balky. Casey, come scoop me up tomorrow then, huh? We'll, we'll go, go together? Yeah, we can let's carpool. Get we'll, we'll carpool that. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's that's the thriller. That's the Michael Jackson thriller. That's frightening. So no like mention, it, by it? the way. I just want to make this clear to everybody. No mention of uh, Spielman in any capacity, hmm. right? Yeah. And so we don't know what's going on there. Maybe we'll get some insight. But the bottom line is they're going to parade Trent Balky out there as part of this introduction. Trent Balky is part of this organization moving forward, and at least in the immediate future. Yeah. There, you, we could sit here and talk about on the is it on the table for after the draft. Um, we don't know that. Uh, they're not going to say that. Uh, but right now, this is a Trent Balky, Doug Peterson moving forward organization until they tell us otherwise. And uh, for all you folks that said Trent Bulky was going to be here, you are correct. Uh, for all you folks that said uh, Trent Bulky, <laughs> hey, listen, I, li I told you I was going to live with it. Um, now, I might come back at you after the draft <laughs> if okay. it's not there. Okay. But, I, think, um, I, think, I think we said that. the combine. Think, yeah, think, combine's think, fair enough. I think, think the combine oh, is that my was apology the, letter? I think the combine yeah. uh, is going to be the... Go through a table and uh, an apology letter. Oh, I can't wait for that one. And if you, <laughs> you want to make it a little slam poetry style, by all means, please do. Yeah, I'm not talented enough for that, but... Uh, oh, thanks, man. The... I mean, that's... Does that put a major damper, really, on, on a day that had Doug Peterson <sighs> a little hope of Spielman? And, I mean, or is Doug Peterson enough to wash away the idea of Trent Bulky being a part of the organization? So, oh, man. You know, and I assume they're going to be up there at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's going to be right? there taking bullets. You know, yeah. I mean, him and Shad Khan. I mean, this is going to be, a, hey, Doug, we'll talk to you later, man. Yeah. This leads me to believe that Trent Balky is going to be in this for the long haul then. Because I think if there was, and we'll see with the whole Spielman thing, what role he's going to play. But I don't think you put your new head coach with a GM that, is getting a lot of negativity out there together at the introductory press conference unless you envision this thing going forward. I agree. Yeah. I, I'd make the case that I wouldn't even put him out there if I did envision it going forward. Like I'm I not really sure. wouldn't either. I, I wouldn't because I, I think you're high you're you're actually putting a stain on Doug Peterson's day. Yes. Um but listen, that's not my job. I don't I don't I don't I'm I'm not educated in the PR department as well, you know, but I think it's an interesting look um to do that and it sets up for an interesting situation tomorrow at noontime. I'll find out for sure and make sure you uh follow us along on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Um we could carry that live at noontime. I'm not sure of that yet. Hey, why are we uh, saying noontime? Why don't we just say noon? <laughs> Noonish. Noon yeah, I don't know. Why I say noontime. Why do you get so mad about that? 
<laughs> why are we saying noon time? You say just noon, and I say noon time. Does anybody else say I, anything I would, other than noon? I would, I would just say noon, or if it was like, I would say ish. Yeah. Like yeah. you made me laugh when you also tweeted it. Noon time. Oh, it's noon. You tweet noon time? Hey, hit the button. No, I'm kidding. Don't hit. The I don't button. know why I say noon time. I guess that's just the thing I say. That's the first time I've ever been brought up that I said it. I like it. Well, hey, I like the accountability being held right now. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of it. Yes. A lot of it. I love it. Um, I gotta be honest with you, man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> high noon. How about that? Is that all better? <laughs> Not bad. I I um, I think this puts. I think this does put a major damper on on the last twenty four hours, um, or eighteen hours, or whatever it's been. I mean. I, I think this is... Uh, is the thought that they're not going to grill Peterson so much about Belky because he's going to be there? And that's I guess fine. Differ- well, I mean, I, that's, I'm, just, I'm trying to see where this organization is coming from by doing this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay. shot, and, and if Trent's going to be a part of it, then he was part of the process, and uh, we'll find more of, about it. But I do think this pounds home the idea, and I, and I know everybody's like, oh, I told you, but this pounds home the idea that he... Did Doug Peterson change his mind? Did the rules change? Did uh, the structure change? Did Like, what happened? Like, uh, that's what's going to be interesting. Like, what changed from December 30th to now? Did Doug Peterson say, hey, Whoa. I'm not going to get a job, so I'll take this one? Well, Spielman did he just happened, though, it? too, we think. Well, we, maybe. It's, it's not for not sure. Not we'll find that out. Yeah. And, and how but much does that Spielman buffer? Yeah. Like, I'll be really interested to see how Doug Peterson answers that question because there was some talk that Peterson wasn't as interested early on because of the presence of Bulky. And what? so if that was true, why is he still there now? And what's the role? What changed his mind? And does does Doug Peterson really need to be desperate for a job? I didn't really envision it but like Brent, that. But here's the thing, though. We're not going to get the truthful answer. Probably not. But you got to ask the questions. No, I mean, definitely ask the questions. But, like, Doug Peterson's not going to bury himself the first day against the front office. Yeah. can do that. Yeah. So uh, so Trent Bulky, Shadkan, and... Um, Doug Peterson. Right, right around noontime. 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 Or high noon. And by the way, noonish. I took a while to say Doug Peterson because, yeah, he was like an afterthought in that news conference. <laughs> That's sad. Poor guy. That's not right, kind of is. Right, oh, yeah. We're going to get out of here in a couple minutes at night news. Brandon Stevens, I got, we're pulling cards here. Well, man, what are we doing first? Can I we set this up a little bit? I did the absolute first. Okay. Yeah, no, that, not but, even a tweet. He's too busy tweeting noontime. I know. Uh, nobody. Um, Najee Harris. That's good. Uh, Jason Sanders. That's heroes. Unsung heroes. Yeah, we ooh, 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 Jason ooh, Kelsey. There's an eagle. Put something right off the rip. Oh, I mean, keep going. Devin White. Aaron Rodgers. A.J. Green. No kabooms. Tell me you got a kaboom. Not yet. Well, I, I, kaboom. Nope. I opened the other ones first, uh, uh, okay. Illusions. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. This is like a sparkly one. Tim Tebow in Jacksonville Jaguars I told you gear. Oh, yeah. So you got a little Tebow card. Take that card. how you bang. want. We, we that's got a, a bang. We, we, is that, that's bang, bang, bang. We got a rookie, Justin Fields, in green. That's oh. good. Is that, a, is that a top loader? It's more of a bang than Tim Tebow that you were screaming oh, about. Bang. Well, the, well, the bang, 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 bang. I forgot the top loaders, so. Oh, man. Devontae Adams, Zach Wilson rookie card. Yeah. Put it with Justin. Both really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, you got one too, eh, Brent? Tylen Wallace. Justin Fields? Yeah. Tylen Wallace. Who's Tylen Wallace? Just put it aside. He's a rookie from Baltimore? Yeah, I know. Just put it aside. I didn't Rashad Bateman. No, I ain't. Well, who is that then? <laughs> He's a I person. Know, I didn't know there was another rookie with a wide receiver in Baltimore. All right. Josh Palmer. Um, gosh, I can't Turn. read half these things. Pete Werner. 
Javon Holland here. Davis Mills rookie card. I can't Jacob count. Harris. I can't stop pulling. What is this? Stephon Diggs. Spielman drafted him. Aaron Donald. Does it say kaboom? No. James I, Robinson. It says introductions. Terry McLaurin. Oh, is it somebody good? I got back-to-back -back Davis Mills. I got Davis, Davis Mills, Mills is good. I've been trying to tell you. Okay. You, by low, Davis Mills. So is it an introduction, Stanford and Houston? Is yes. that going to be a... Is that bang? Yeah. Yeah, bang. Whatever. Yeah, bang. Bang. Right. Good. Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, DJ Chark, Chase Young. So get this. Matthew Stafford Rams cards are selling right now because he only has one. Like, there's not that many out. Oh, okay. It's like a Rams rookie. If yeah, you know. makes okay. sense. Do you want me to keep that one or not, then? No. You can keep it out, sure. All right. Well, I'll I'm asking for, you, man. I'll sell it for two Jameson bucks. Crowder, DJ Chark. Last one. Uh, Taysom Hill. Give me Kaboom here. King of Cards, Brett Favre. Put it in the pickle. Give me that one. Let me see that bad boy. Pretty kind of cool, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Casey, that's got to be worth something, man. Come man, on. That's nah, not. No? It's just a good-looking card. Got a couple smacks. How about <laughs> Higgins? Chicken or two. Last year would have been good. Cornell Powell. A little disappointing, just like the news of Trent Bulky being <laughs> at the newser. Chuba Hubbard. Who is Joe Tryon? He's good. Rookie? Yeah. Yeah, he's good, actually. Okay. Washington. Where's number nine? Uh, no, yeah. they, they got him on Tampa. No, he went to I, Washington. Oh, gotcha. Oh. You guys finish okay. the show up. I got to go. So. But the show's got to go. <laughs> show's, the show's almost done here. Devontae Smith, rookie card. That's good. Sam Ellinger, rookie card. Not so good. Justin Herbert. Lamar Jackson. Chris Carson. No, Justin Nilka Herbert. Booms. Justin Herbert. Second year. Nilka Booms. Are we Nilka selling Booms. our Joe Burrow cards or what? Uh, let's wait till uh, after the Super Bowl. We'll take the risk. Okay. Let's okay. do it. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, We're going to be broke. <laughs> Noontime conf uh, press conference tomorrow for the Jags, and uh, we'll have you covered tonight on TV, too, as well. CBS 47, Fox 30. Have a good weekend, everybody. Back at it uh, on Monday to put it all together. Uh, hope you have a good weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us all week long.